0: This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Future Leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists. As Pharmacy Future Leaders, we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy. We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and pharmacy future leaders.
1: Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Haley Ward, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders. On today's episode, we have University of Colorado School of Pharmacy's very own, Leah Maya. Lee, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: So how's that going? The last time that we spoke, you were telling me you're getting ready for a big move. Um, How does it feel to uproot your life for PGY1 residency?
2: It's been extremely stressful. So, you know, having to move, set up, get ready for the NAPLEX, get ready for the MPJE. Um, But it's been like rewarding as well, I think. So I'm really excited to start, but terrified at the same time. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you have family where you're moving or is this all for the D?
2: So this move is totally just for, you know, residency training after pharmacy school. I don't have any family out there. This just seemed like the program uh, that fit me, my personality really well. Uh, people really talk about, you know, getting into residency program. It's all about fit. That's what everybody told me. And it, it's, it's so true because I had, you know, multiple Uh, interviews, and this one just felt like home. So, it was was totally a career-based decision.
1: All right. So, before we get too in-depth into the residency status, which I really do want to hear about, I want to go back to the basics. So, why did you pick pharmacy? What was it about the profession that just made you say, this is for me?
2: I think I originally chose pharmacy based off of not only my undergraduate experience, but also after undergraduate. So, I took a year off because I wasn't 100% 100% sure pharmacy was for me. Uh, during undergrad, I took a lot of classes that were similar to my pre-med classmates. And so, at one point, I thought maybe I'd go into medical school, but it, I had to take that year off to really like search and find my feelings because I did take the MCAT. I did uh, get ready to apply for medical school and it just, I couldn't press the submit button on the application. So, I ended up Uh, applying to pharmacy school instead, which I think was a really good, great decision. I think the things that molded that were my undergraduate research. So I did like drug delivery uh, with these things called protocells and nanoparticles. And I thought that part of pharmacy was really awesome and interesting. And I don't know, I just, the PharmD opened up a lot more doors than the MD did, I felt at the time. And as I went through a pharmacy school, that became really apparent. So I'm, I'm really happy with my choice.
1: So why SCADS? From so many schools that you could have chosen from, why did you decide to go there?
2: That's a great question. And I think going into the application process for pharmacy school, I really didn't see myself leaving New Mexico. So I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico and thought that I was gonna go to the University of New Mexico School of Pharmacy or College of Pharmacy. And I only applied to three other schools outside of the state. Uh, Colorado was one of them. University of Washington in Seattle was the other, and University of Southern California. I didn't end up taking the Southern California, uh, they invited me for a interview, but I didn't take the interview, simply because it was kind of late in the game, it was like in April. So Colorado, Washington, and New Mexico were my three choices, and when I saw those two campuses, I was really, you know, taken away, and I think leaving New Mexico was something I really had to do to grow as a person. So it was mainly, it was totally about just trying to grow and become a better person overall. I think those experiences really mold who you can become instead of just being, you know, stuck in New Mexico for my entire life. I think I needed to spread my wings and learn and, you know, push push my comfort zone, definitely push the envelope and just be comfortable getting uncomfortable. And I think what kind of Colorado versus Washington, that was a really tough decision because I liked both schools a lot, but I think Colorado is just a lot closer to New Mexico, and that's ultimately why I chose that.
1: So, since you uprooted, which you, this seems to be a, a cycle with you, uprooting and moving, <laughs> um, what what did the school do uh, since you were away from family and such? What did they do to make you feel at home and, and kind of make you feel in place where you belong?
2: The... University of Colorado School of Pharmacy has tremendous faculty and staff. I can't say enough great things about this university and I've been really lucky to be a part of it for these past four years. Um, they just did everything. Honestly, if you had an issue, you could just go to Office of Student Services and they would take care of you. Um, anything, you know, from being maybe just lonely. I know some students from out of state felt that way. Or if you needed help, uh, Getting information about living situations. I know most people. There is an apartment complex right next to school, but it's really expensive. So the school did a really good job of trying to give us places to live if we're moving from out of state, if we're not familiar with the area. And the faculty really molded what I wanted to do post graduation. So that's that's why I chose postgraduate training uh, residency based off of them. Uh, they really push clinical pharmacy here. Not to say that they didn't talk about retail pharmacy at all, but I think pharmacies just keep me, it's, it's evolving and I think they did a really good job of introducing the different pathways that you can take.
1: I love that. So they were your family away from family, which is great and is the support that we all need in such a strenuous environment because we all know that pharmacy school is not meant to be easy and it definitely is not. So having that helping hand and, and somebody who you can lean on when you need it is definitely important. So our listeners really don't know, but this episode was inspired because our publisher showed me a video on Instagram and said, wow, take a look at this, listen to this. And it was you rapping, it was you rapping by your school. And I promise you, I have listened and watched and shared a, hundred, a few hundred times since then. So.
0: Take a trip down memory lane To recognize the school that left me better than I came Not professionalism is steady flowing through the veins And infected with wisdom to analyze gram stains At the University of Colorado Leadership in pharmacy has always been the motto Faculty members have set examples we can follow Fight out the Chi my brothers yelling bravo Now looking back the first year I get a real sense of what I've learned here Communication skills, how to make the pills And a genuine devotion to reshape the field on uh. In a professional education got to work with students in different occupations, the plan patient simulations, so and to it too me. Many case what inspired this round? I'm,
2: I'm really glad that mango. you enjoyed Pharmacore it that much. And uh, and uh, yeah, I had a, a really good time making it. And I think originally this came from an assignment from our intercession course in January. So at the University of Colorado School of Pharmacy, we do our first five appies, and then we have block six. Uh, off dedicated to residency interviews and uh, whatnot but so during that six-week block we actually have to come back to campus for one week uh, and do a whole bunch of activities related to our five appies so a case presentation a clinical pearl at the university of colorado school of pharmacy we have five appies that we do and then on block six we actually come back to campus for a week and it's called the intercession course and during this course we actually had an assignment where we had to reflect upon our past four years, and our professors thought it would be a good idea to do a video reflection. So I have a previous history of being a musician, so I figured, you know what, I'm gonna be a little bit creative with this. They said, you know, have, have fun with it, so I did. I made a little rap, I recorded it, I submitted it, and the faculty actually really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of them emailed me and said, this is great. They ended up emailing it to the communications and marketing department at the university they came in contact with me and then asked me if I would be interested in doing a music video. And I happily obliged. Uh, It was actually my first real music video. So, it was really fun to make. And I don't know, it was just a great experience to talk about something I love, pharmacy and using an outlet that I have used for years now, you know, being a musician. So, combining those two, I think going forward, it'd also be something that would be really interesting as a pharmacist.
1: So you said you're a musician. So have you, you mostly rapped or do you sing as well? Or do you play any instruments?
2: I played guitar in high school, but really nothing outside of that. For the most part, it's kind of been just writing lyrics and uh, rapping and getting friends and online musicians involved in the process. So I've made a lot of friends, you know, just by posting music on YouTube over the years. And some of them have kept going and they're actually really big on YouTube at this point. They make a lot of money. I kind of wish I would have, you know, followed in their footsteps, but I'm really happy with what I chose going into pharmacy school and ultimately I would love to be able to combine them together. So.
1: Well, that's awesome. That's definitely something to be really proud of. Your school was so impressed with you that they, that they made this music video and they shared it and continued sharing it and probably will continue sharing it with the, with the underclassmen coming after you. And now that you're heading off to residency, how do you see as a pharmacist, how do you see yourself incorporating your love for music, your love for writing lyrics with the pharmacy world and patient care?
2: I think going forward, it's going to be an interesting mix because I don't think a lot of people recognize, you know, the creativity that musicians have to use in order to make music, especially in the pharmacy world. We're very professional. Um, so it's, it's really hard to walk that fine line. Uh, a musician out there by the name of MD, he's been on this show before, I believe, not the pharmacy future leaders, but another podcast related to the pharmacy podcast network. And he does a really good job of walking that line. Sometimes he might cross it. But there's always that, you know, HIPAA professionalism and having a sense of humor. And I think it's really hard and you just need to be able to understand when you can push that envelope and when you shouldn't push that envelope. So I think going forward for my residency, I probably won't do anything music related because I'm going to be fairly busy. Um, But my residency program director did want a rap by the end of the year about the program. So that might be in the works. We'll see how that actually plays out.
1: I love that. They're smart. They get their work in and they get a rap out of it. I love it. So now that we've talked to the fun part and the rap, and I mean, you're going to do great things with your music and in your career. I'm really interested in your residency track. And I'm sure our listeners are as well. I'm going into my third year. So I definitely want to hear as much advice as you can give about your application process, any tips you have for interviews. pretty much anything that you can give me and the listeners who are out there eager and wondering if this is a path that we should take.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I think before I get into it, I'd just like to say that, you know, my experiences are going to be different from somebody else's experience. So the for the listeners out there and the, you know, students who are P2s, P3s and P4s, just know that what I say might be different from what somebody else says. And I think it's a great idea to get a bunch of different people's opinions and then kind of form your own. But I guess I can start with, you know, before mid-year and trying to decide which residency program to get into or to apply to. I think you need to talk to your faculty members because a lot of them have residency training and they'll know people at other institutions and residency programs and they can kind of give you an idea of what that program is like and whether it's a good fit for you. So, for me, I really liked the uh, academia part of residency. So, I think eventually I'd like to become a professor. So, I really wanted to go to an academic medical center and that kind of limited me in where I wanted to actually apply to but at the same time, it gave me a good list to start off with. So, I took into consideration not only, you know, what people told me to look, which programs people told me to look into, but also did my own research on the ASHP directory or website. So, they have a bunch of information about how much you make, where it's located, how many residents there are, uh, and a bunch of other information that will help you guide your decision. I do know a lot of people who made lists on a Excel spreadsheet and kind of which programs, what they valued most in a program. So, if they had a teaching certificate, if they're an academic medical center, if you're going to be involved in, you know, the P3s and the P4s learning, uh, the location, etc. So, for me, I wasn't geographically restrained to stay in Colorado. I I spread my wings. So, I applied to 13 different places, which – that's another point. Uh, people always ask, well, how many should you apply to? And I think that really just depends on the person. Um, I think anywhere from 10 to 15 for me was a, a good ballpark. Some people I know did less, some people know I did more, but I think if you stay in that 10 to 15 range, you're, you're pretty solid. You can probably expect about a 50% rate of getting an interview. So if you apply to like 15, maybe you'll get seven to 10, maybe less. It just depends on your application. So, after I kind of narrowed it down talking to people, you go to mid year you meet a whole bunch of residency program directors. you meet the residents at those programs that you're interested in uh you talk to them and you get more information out of them and then you further narrow your list so by that time, I had thirteen that I wanted to apply to, and the application process you have to normally all of them are kind of due in that July first range, some of them are a little before most of them are do in that January 1st range, maybe a little bit before, maybe a little bit after. So you definitely have to check the residency directory for those dates and the website because sometimes they can be a little misleading. And you really want to do, you really want to have cover letters individualized to each program because you you can't just have one letter that's going to work for all the programs. You have to say why you want to go to that particular program. So that takes a lot of work, especially for 13 programs. so just keep that in mind. You probably want to start those minimal and probably December 1st. And also have somebody read over them. There shouldn't be any mistakes in them. There shouldn't be any grammatical mistakes. And just make sure that it sounds genuine. Be yourself. That's probably the biggest advice I can give anybody going into this entire process. After you submit your applications, then the waiting game. <laughs> you have to wait a couple weeks to hear back from programs and you'll get an email saying, congratulations, or unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, invite you for an interview. So you'll probably get a mixed bag of those. But for the interviews that you do get, most of them will have certain dates that you can pick from and pick your top three. So in preparation for the interviews, this is make or break. So essentially, most programs, they're not really going to look at your application during the interview. They're going to look, they're going to ask you questions to figure out if you're a good fit based off of personality. So during the interview, they're going to ask you questions, uh, like behavioral type questions to see how you react in certain situations under stress. uh, If you're somebody who they'd wanna work with for a whole year. And also if you're gonna be able to take the demands of residency. So definitely utilize anything that your school has to offer. My school had a career services manager who, offered uh, mock interviews and I took advantage of that. And that was really helpful. She was able to give me ideas about feedback on any types of, you know, little things that I would do during the interview that maybe come off as a little not professional or just give me feedback to do a better job during the interview. So I, I can't speak highly enough of trying to do a mock interview if your school gives you that opportunity. And there are also a whole bunch of you know, questions that you can look before the interview. Definitely take time to look at those and practice your answers. You don't want to sound rehearsed during your interviews, but definitely you should look over those questions because for the most part, a lot of them ask similar questions just in different different ways.
1: And to add to that, I can imagine that being yourself, like you said, with the letters and, and the cover letter is one of the most important things because they can pick out a phony you know, from a mile away. And especially when you're going to 13 different interviews, it's hard to not sound rehearsed, but just adding that little pinch of you so that they can remember your name when they have a stack of, of other applicants who, who they're considering, you know, it's, it's nice to stand out. And before we go today, you had said that you are really interested in academia. Is there a particular area that you're interested in, a particular course you'd like to teach?
2: Yeah, so I think... Going in academia is something I've wanted to do since undergrad. I was a supplemental instructor and I absolutely loved being in front of the classroom and, you know, going through a lecture. I think that's a really rewarding feeling being able to teach somebody else. As for what I would like to do pharmacy related, I'm really interested in critical care, infectious disease, and a little bit of oncology. I, I, I just respect oncology and realize that there's a lot of new drugs coming out and we need to be up to date with those. So I think even though it's not my top interest, I still believe that it's something that I'm going to need to know going forward. Also kind of in that same ballpark would be informatics. So HIT, that is a huge topic going forward in pharmacy. And I think that's also something I'm not well versed in, but would like to in the future.
1: I'm glad you said that. It's so important for us to stay on top of the ball and push yourself, even if it's a subject or something that you don't feel comfortable in, kind of take the step forward and, and take the chance in that. Well, Lee, thank you so much for being on with us today. I really hope everything goes well with your move, and I wish you the best of luck on your residency. You have a home here at Pharmacy Podcast and Pharmacy Future Leaders. Whenever you want to come back, whenever you have new wraps, we're excited for your future, and we expect you to do big things and look up to you as a new doctor of pharmacy. And thank you so much.
2: Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me on this. Um, It's kind of been one of my dreams to be on a podcast at some point in my life. So I'm really happy that you guys got to see the video and really just grateful for the opportunity to be here today. So thank you so much.
1: Make sure you're on the lookout. We're going to put his video on the description. And I hope you guys enjoyed the interview today. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders.
0: Take a trip down memory lane To recognize the school That left me better than I came Not professionalism Is steady flowing through the veins And infected with wisdom To analyze gram stains At the University of Colorado Leadership in pharmacy Has always been the motto Faculty members have set examples We can follow Fight out the Chi my brothers yelling Bravo! Now looking back to first year I get a real sense Of what i learned here Communication skills How to make the pills And a genuine devotion To reshape the field uh, Through interprofessional education Got to work with students in different healthcare occupations Determining the plan of patient simulations And giving way too many case presentations Now I'm dosing Banco Pharmacokinetics is a pharmacy staple Ensuring safety and our patients are stable Crash cart filled and the meds are labeled We do more than count by fives Always taking time, saving patient lives Looking over DDIs and the pro drugs that need to hydrolyze You know to get to the active form. We are the stacks School of Pharmacy in the mile-high city where it's hard to breathe. Whether asthma, infection, or heart disease, we stay in monitoring meds in the chart with ease. Don't forget the creatinine clearance. Call on all our patients to verify their adherence. Give an education so that they can understand that they're taking Synthroid for the thyroid glands. And with so many doses, always gotta remain focused Learning pharmacotherapy from respected professors Authors to guidelines every semester They help me become an independent practitioner When pharmacy training required analyzing literature And working with the team to improve patient outcomes All my appies couldn't have done it without them And I sit here grateful for every teacher That was willing to provide me guidance Education till I got a brain full Can't contain appreciativeness inside me and let's not forget my peers who throughout the years gave me lots of cheer. I am ready for my career and a practice at the Pharmacy Frontier.